0: You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing... Wow, I didn't change this out of all the things. <laughs> today we're discussing chapters 119, no 122. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Another big chunk.
1: Extra
0: long episode. Long, long <laughs> episode. Although I think the last one wasn't too long. It was as long <laughs> as like some of our early episodes, but... I feel like in more recent times we've been very succinct, other than the banter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this one—I'm sure this one will also be quite a chunk because it's a big. Mm-hmm. So many things happened yeah. that we have to discuss.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's more variety of things happening in this set of four than the last set of four.
0: I looked at this chapter and I was like, all oh, these are about the same like incident, so it makes sense. But there's like three completely different storylines that I crash here. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, kind of but they're all
1: like weird. they're all like interwoven, so it'd be hard to break them up. Yeah, exactly. But like last, like the last chunk was pretty much like oh, that me. solidly like Akito's issues, the yep. the book. So in the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the untold definitely. story of Akito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one's got a little more uh, mix of things it's happening. Like, it's it's more everyone's like, issues. <laughs> yes,
0: it's also all the same time. Like it all happens mm-hmm. at the same in one span of time, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah,
1: it's also got like story within a story kind of stuff going on.
0: It has so like, many. Mem- people's memories and people, different people's mm-hmm. perspective different characters' perspectives and stuff like that. So yeah. anyway, let's talk speaking of which, let's yeah. segue into that seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, because Seamless. it's gonna be long. <laughs> you heard me <laughs> that seamlessly. Not seem
1: to be found. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> you should make like a really like awkward audio cut there too. Like some
0: just put in some random music where it's like and we're here yeah. now. Yeah. Seamlessly. Seamless <laughs> <laughs> oh i won't because i'm already gonna have to edit out like three hours of content from the other episode <laughs> anyway <laughs> we're doing um this episode is i think out of all the chapters this one has the most just like straight up dialogue
2: mm-hmm.
0: like 90 percent of it is dialogue so everybody break out your <laughs> your volume because i i feel like this is a good read along if you don't read along which i know kayla does mm-hmm. this would be a good one to read along <coughs> so yay If I can ever stop coughing, (laughs) everything's fine. Yeah, right. I just like breathe. You know, when you get a little like, there's just something in my throat. Are you choking, (laughs) (laughs) Baby, baby, can you hear me? Baby. (laughs) Always the best part. One time, the most recent time I got CPR certified, the person certified us by, instead of doing like a, paper quiz or something, it was like she asked us questions at the end of the segment and was like so and it would it was always like a scenario. So it's like what if you go in a room what do you do if you go in a room and you see someone like passed out on the floor and it's like, I check I leave the area, I call nine one one, I do this thing or whatever, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And like
0: uh the- <laughs> for that segment she was like, What if you are passing by a room and you notice a baby there alone? <laughs> or like and the baby's passed out and we were like well, I guess I would just call the cops anyway, because what the fuck? And she was like, yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> it was really funny. Like, is a, like
1: a baby? Just,
0: just alone. Here? <laughs> okay, let's talk about Fruba. <laughs> so chapter 119 opens, where we left off, at Shigure's house. Kyo is about to leave, and Toru stands in the doorway. Toru starts to speak, but Kyo cuts her off. Look, there's something I wanted to ask you for a while now, too. If I'm not getting something, you can make fun of me as much as you want, he says. He looks under her eyes and asks her, "'Do you like me?' Toru blushes, speechless. Memories of her run through his mind, and Momiji's saying, "'I mean, you can tell, can't you?' Kyo lowers his head. He had a bad feeling about this, and it turns out he was right. "'That's stupid,' he says, at her speechless, yet obvious answer. "'I didn't think you were that stupid.' He wonders, "'Why him of all people?' "'Didn't you like your mom?' he asks. "'Or was that a lie? "'Is all that gone now?' He turns and steps out, saying, "'I can't do this.' "'I wish I hadn't been near her,' he thinks." Why did I hope that I could be close to her the time I had left? If this was going to happen, it's too much. I don't want to tell her. I don't want to admit it. It's too much. Toru follows him, barefoot, into the rain. and She calls to him. Kyokin, please listen. You don't know anything about the stuff I've done, he screams. I feel sorry for you. Thinking that you like me, he thinks, you're stupid. I feel sorry for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eyes wide and terrified, Kyo starts to cry. She wouldn't have died, okay, he says. Your mom, I knew her. That day, the day of the accident, I saw her standing near me. I recognized her. Her profile, her hair. Kyo recognized us from his childhood. When he had just started living with Shisho, he still felt weird going home right away. He would wander on his way home from school, and that's how he ended up meeting Kyoko. We see in the past, baby, baby Kyo sits on a stack of pipes for construction. I was like, what is he sitting on? A child shouldn't be there, first of all. (coughs) Kyoko approaches him. What's up with you? You're just a kid, and you have orange hair? She says cheerfully. Kyo meeps. Unless it's natural. "'What's up with you?' he says. "'It's none of your business. You're not my friend. I'll kill you!' "'Whoa, what the hell! He's totally cute! How adorable!' Kyoko says, and Kyo is like, "'Don't call me cute, hag!' And Kyoko's like, "'Oh, he's saying stuff! "'If you're that cute, everyone will end up hating you. "'Go home. Your mom must be worried.' "'I don't have one,' he shouts. "'She died.' Kyoko asks about his dad, and he says, "'I don't need him. He can drop dead. "'He thinks I'm better off dead, too!' Kyoko's eyes widen. She sits beside him and pats his head. "'Well, it must be lonely,' she says." She smiles softly at him, and baby Kyo is surprised. Hey you, is that your real hair? He asks. Hey you isn't very polite, you know, she says, and she tells him to call her Kyoko. She asks his name, but he refuses to tell her because for some reason he doesn't like how similar their names are. She decides to call him Kiddo, and he's like, what's a kiddo? (laughs) Kyoko worked near there. He visited her a lot. They would talk about all kinds of things. Katsuya, herself, and Toru. He wondered what baby Toru was like. and One day, Kyoko shows him a photo of her treasure, as she calls her, Toru. He wondered, what would it sound like when she left? Later, a slightly older Kyo finds Kyoko crying outside their apartment. Toru has not come home, she tells him, teary-eyed. Don't worry, I'll do it, Kyo says, fist raised. I'll find her no matter what. You wait at home. I'll protect her. I promise, as a man. Kyoko is clearly touched, and they bump fists. Kyo takes off. Later, Kyoko finds him panting and huffing, and it turns out that Toru's okay. Someone helped her. Kyoko apologizes for putting, putting him through all this trouble. Kyo notices the hat that she's carrying. It's Yuki's hat, of course, and he asks about it. Oh, this, she says? The boy who helped Toru was wearing it. Do you know it or something? Kyo remembers it, of course. He chose it. Shisho bought it for him. But it was blown off and it had moved on to Yuki. No, Kyo says to Kyoko. Anything that he touched doesn't mind anymore. He's a jerk. I hate him. He has everything and everybody loves him. Why does he have to take people's stuff? Kyoko says, He helped Toru. He's still a jerk, Kyo shouts. A bad person. I was going to help her. Kyoko smiles knowingly and says, You want him to be like that, don't you? If you didn't have someone to hate, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself, would you? What? He says. You're taking his side, too? Are you blaming me? That's not it, she says. Taking aside. side, being considered good or bad. It's all so stupid. If you live your life and only focus on those things, you will be wasting the time you do have. I mean, look at you. You're such a kind, wonderful little boy. Kyo hesitates, but he spits back in anger again. That doesn't make any sense, you, you traitor. Who cares about you? Who cares about any of you anymore? He turns to leave. Kyoko stands. Hey, kiddo, about your promise. I'll put it on your tab. That was the last time, Kyo thinks. The loneliness of feeling betrayed, the shame about being useless, getting pissed, losing my thunder. I brooded over all of that and avoided her, although now I can see that it was the act of a complete child. Then we met again on that day. We see the car speeding, Kyo reaching out to Kyoko but hesitating, and Kyoko looks back just before the car hits. In the present, he tells Toru, I didn't know what to do, if I should say something, and then there was the car. It was speeding, and I could tell it was headed for your mom. I knew I had to save her. If only I grabbed her arm and held her back, but I'm not human. I would have turned into a cat. Then everyone would have known that I'm not human. I I let her die. If I had just held her back, she wouldn't have gone flying in the air. Felt all that pain. I know that she wouldn't have died, but I didn't. I weighed your mom's life against my own, and I chose myself. We see Kyo's memory. Onlookers are terrified and Kyoko on the ground, surrounded by blood. Limp. I protected myself, he continues. I protected myself over even her life. I... He grabs at his shirt and he looks down and he cries. He thinks, I hate myself for being like this. Things would be better if I was gone, if I just disappear. But in the end, I always protect myself. I indulge myself and run away. Always. Even now. I'm so scared I can't look you in the face. It... It was the same with my mom, he says to Toru. She flew when she died. It wasn't a car, but... She said she was sorry for giving birth to me. She said that she felt so sorry for me that it was too hard. She couldn't be near me. We see his memory as a child, and he watches from afar as his mother cries. His father stands over her, yelling. She cried her eyes out, and the next day she died. We see the words of others in the family, swirled around her death. An accident? And that evening, I heard her arguing with her husband. We see the words from Kyo's asshole father from before. This is your fault, Kyo. You backed your mother into a corner. Baby Kyo covers his ears and screams, It's not my fault! That's not it, he thinks. Go on. You ran away because you know, right? Admit it. Go. It's all my fault, he says to Toru. I did it. I took them. I let them die. <sighs> chapter 120 <laughs> continues. <laughs> the chapter opens with Akito making her way down the streets toward Shigure's house, still clutching the knife. Kyo remembers meeting Kyoko again and narrates, I felt like I was going to cry. The truth is I didn't understand what she meant when she said that must be lonely, but it felt like I'd been forgiven. A complete stranger had forgiven my existence, and still, still, maybe that's not what you meant. We see another memory. Kyo speaks to Shisho after meeting Kyoko. I met some weird lady, he says, and Shisho asks what he means. Not like bad or anything, just weird, Kyo says. She told me to see her again, even though she's not my friend or anything. Shisho smiles. Well, then you'll just have to go see her again, won't you? I always thought Shisho was the only person like that, Kyo narrates, even though I know that sounds weird... My mom was always staring at me suspiciously, my father was always spitting hate, and everyone else in the whole family looked down on me. I've been rejected by everyone in my entire life. Of Kyoko, he thinks, she seemed to me like hope, like light. He thinks of sneaking to see Toru as a child, looking into their apartment from outside. Honestly, I did want to meet Toru, he narrates, but I only thought about it, and when I went to see her, it was only the one time, and she looked so lonely, I hated that. I wanted her to be happy, I really did on one of the days that lady and that girl spent together to be protected by happiness. It was a kid sentiment. He wondered about Toru. Was she lonely? Was she smiling? It was like something blossomed somewhere inside my heart, he thinks. It bothered me a lot, so much that I went to see her again, but that day was the day that Toru went missing and Yuki led her home. After what happened, it ended, Kyo narrates. And even when I saw her again, and he thinks of Kyoko, the day of the accident, it ended just like that. In the present, he tells Toru, she said, she said that she wouldn't forgive me, From the pool of blood, your mom saw me standing there and told me, I won't forgive you. I know it. I know that's what I heard her say, he says, remembering Kyoko's dying words to him. Toru looks down, and tears fall. I couldn't do anything. The inside of my head went blank, and everything got jumbled up inside me. I just, I started running. In the past, after Kyo ran away from the accident, Shisho finds him at home. Kyo sits on the floor in the dark, barefoot, arms down, almost limp. He hasn't responded when Shisho asks what happened. Kyo tells Toru in the present that Shisho took him to live in the mountains, and Toru remembers Shigure telling her that Kyo was training for four months. Yeah, sure as hell wasn't training, he says. I just stopped, he narrates. I was trapped in a dark place and couldn't move. He tells Toru that Shisho tried to revive him, but no matter what he did, Kyo couldn't forgive himself. I felt like the only thing left to do was die like she had, he says. In his memories, we see the scene that we've seen foreshadowed so many times before, where Shisho and Kyo stand in the woods, Kyo is bedraggled and barefoot. It's not my fault, he says to Shisho, eyes wide and wild. It's his. This is all Yuki's fault. My hope? That stupid rat stole it all. Shisho frowns. In the present, Yuki wakes up and sees, and maybe hears, I don't know, it's hard to tell, but he sees them talk, Kyo and Toru talking outside. Kyo tells Toru, I told myself that it was Yuki's fault. I made him up as a bad guy and shoved the responsibility onto him. I didn't have anything to base it on. I didn't need that. I just needed him to be the bad guy for me. Everything I didn't like could be his fault. And I could pretend that I'd forgotten. I had to keep hating him. I had to. It was so simple. I couldn't believe how much better I felt. I just shifted the blame. I've done that since I was a kid. Protecting myself was the one thing that I'm good at. Kyo looks truly ashamed and adds, Aren't I horrible? He tells her that he'd cheered up enough to leave the mountains and decided to live off of his hatred. He remembers Shito smiling so sadly at him as he departs. It turns out that his father told Akito that he'd gone missing and so Akito called Kyo and let him have it after he returned. They fought for a while, but in the end, they ended up making the bet. In Kyo's memory, Akito says, If you can really beat Yuki by the time you graduate from high school, I'll stop calling you a monster. I'll even let you join the Zodiac. In the memory, Kyo's eyes go wide at the possibility. And he narrates, Maybe deep down, I was really happy to be told that, not because I could join the Zodiac, but because I had another reason to hate Yuki, and I went straight for him. And the present he tells Toru that after that, he never thought he'd actually meet her. He remembers crashing through the ceiling and transforming. Shigeru tells him, that's Toru Honda, and Kyo looks panicked and we see his thoughts from that time. What? Why is she here? I thought I could finally forget all that, he thinks of Kyoko. Are you trying to tell me that you won't let me forget? In the present, Toru's fists are clenched and she looks down. Do you think you could ever forgive me, Kyo asks, for always running away, for pretending I didn't realize when I met you, for saying nothing? I was angry and afraid, he thinks. And he remembers the time they spent together early on, apologizing, for fixing the ro- apologizing and fixing the roof, kill dragging her out of her grandfather's house, Toru smiling and telling him about the metaphorical plum on his back, spending time on the roof teaching her how to throw a punch, Toru finding him in-, in their hug after he transformed into his true form. I didn't mean to get so deeply involved, he thinks. I didn't mean to fall in love with you. I can't forgive even myself, he says. And I don't want you to forgive me anymore. I won't forgive you. Toru says. She lifts her head, determined and angry. Do I have to say that? Forgiving you or not? Are those my only choices? Yugi comes down the stairs behind her. You, you said that mom said I won't forgive you, but I... She wouldn't say that, Toru shouts, crying. I can't believe that she would say something like that, but if, if she really did say that, then I just... I... I have no choice. I have to go against my mother, okay? Even with all that, no matter what happens, I love you, kyo Why can't you just accept that? A moment passes and Kyo looks away. Now, I'm disillusioned, he says. Teary-eyed Toru remembers Kyo holding her through the sheet and saying, I won't be disillusioned. Kyo bolts. Yuki hastily pushes through the door. You st- Kyo, wait! He looks back at Toru and tells her to go inside and dry off, and Yuki follows after Kyo with parting words, Damn that idiot. Toru walks away from the house. Instead of going inside, Nikito, meanwhile, has finally made it to Shigure's. As Kyo runs away, we see the narration. The only things I ever did were for myself. I only cared about myself and my own penance. And through everything, I've ignored your feelings, and sometimes you never get the chance to apologize to someone. I knew that, but if I'm going to repeat the same thing, how is that different than not knowing at all? (sighs) That's the end of chapter 120. (laughs) Yay? Question mark. So chapter 121 opens with Kyo crying and Kyoko's death, and the words "I let her die." And we see Toru's narration. I knew that if that were true, it would be heartbreaking. But she thinks of Kyo saying, "I'm disillusioned." But when he said that, through an opening in his orange hair, I saw his eyes shine. I'm sad. Terribly sad, those eyes spoke to me. That was the saddest thing of all, and the most endearing. Even more than my mom. Outside, Akito confronts Toru. It's hopeless, Akito says. It's over. The end is coming. Knife clearly visible in her hand, she asks, Are you abandoning me? Is this desertion? Toru imagines her mother. Same as how she imagined her standing kind of dejectedly in the alley near Shisho's house. As Akito says... Are you leaving me behind? Akito and Toru start to cry. Yuki runs into Shigure coming home from some kind of crazy all-night drinking party with his rider jumps. (laughs) Ease up on that sort of thing, he shouts. You're like our guardian, and that's really- Wait, you're not important right now, he says. (laughs) Shigure is like, ouch. Yuki asks if Shigure has seen that idiot, but it turns out they didn't cross paths, and Shigure asks if Kyo did something.
1: (laughs) Everybody's like, oh, the idiot. (laughs) The idiot. He's like, what? Oh, the idiot. Yeah, that's great. (laughs)
0: I don't really know the details, Yuki says, but he's so stupid. Why is he making her cry? On the sidewalk, Kyo stops. At Shigeru, as Akito confronts Toru. Are you happy now? You win. you completely stolen the place where I belong. You made me the outsider and everyone loves you. Do you like that? We see the narration. Maybe Toru's thoughts. The feeling of being left behind. The loneliness of being left behind. Thanks to you, Akito says, I'm all alone. I'm the mistake, the bad guy. Do you like that? Oh, Toru thinks. Finally, I can see it. I hate you, I hate you, Akito screams, threatening Toru with a knife. You just destroy other people's worlds, but you stay this clean and beautiful existence. You're the dirty one here. Toru steps forward toward Akito, the knife just in front of her abdomen. You were there the whole time, weren't you? She says. Stay back, Akito shouts and slashes at Toru's arm, cutting her. Stay away from me. You make me sick. I was so thoughtless, Toru thinks. I hate it. Since you were born, you were treated as special, a being who wasn't part of a circle but standing above it. You treated others like that was the truth, and they treated you back the same way. I see now. Toru imagines Akito sitting to the side as Junishi gather in front of her. That's no different than being left behind. Akito-san, you've been lonely, but you were acting strong, Toru says. Eternity, permanence, you talked about those things. You kept repeating them. It was because you were scared not to. You were so scared you couldn't stop. Akito is completely taken aback by Toru's words. Shut up, she screams and slaps her, dropping the knife. You don't know me. Do you think that you know better than me? I won't fall for your crap. You won't win me over. I, I'm i dirty, Toru says, just like you said, Kido-san. I denied the permanence you were wishing for, but the truth is I was wishing for it too. Toru thinks of her mother, smiling, holding hands. For permanence, for unchanging feelings, for bonds. She imagines her mom saying, we'll always be together. Toru cries. Mom, she thinks, I've fallen in love. If continuing to change is a part of life, how cruel that kindness is. I was so, so troubled by it, and he told me that he's disillusioned, but I love him. Even if my feelings end up unfulfilled, I won't let anything stop me anymore. She imagines letting go of her mom's hand and thinks, Mom, I'm going. To Akito Toru says, people, feelings, they can't be tied up, Akito-san. I'm sure you realize that. I know, it's such an awful thought. It's sad and painful. Akito imagines Karino, Momiji Shigure, Yuki, and Akira, her father. No, she screams desperately. I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to live in a world like this. Akito runs, and Toru follows. I hate this. No one needs me. The world is full of strangers, Akito thinks, and Toru catches up with her and tries to calm her, but Akito pushes her away. It's not even my fault, Akito screams. Now, now I see it and I hate it. I can't live in a world like this. With them, with strangers, with no promise and no bond, no eternity. Akito grabs Toru's collar. I'm scared. I have no guarantee that anyone will love me, and I can't live like this surrounded by strangers. I can't. I'm afraid of the world, Akito thinks. Then, Toru says, do you want to start with me? Right now, right here? The way we met was all wrong. Hello, I'm Toru Honda. She holds out her hand and smiles, encouragingly. What's your name? I want the two of us to be friends. Akito slaps her hand away. Akito shakes. Liar, she says. If I start crying, you'll get irritated. If you get get mad, you'll hate me and you'll abandon me. Toru holds out her hand again and smiles a warm, reassuring smile. Akito thinks of her words. You were there the whole time, weren't you? And imagines the same scene sitting separated from the Junishi, but Toru at her side. Akito cries. She lowers her hand as if she's about to reach out to Toru, but suddenly the ground beneath Toru's feet gives way and crumbles, and Akito watches as she falls, unable to stop it. The chapter closes on Akito's starting to panic, Toru laying motionless below and Toru's words. What's your name? I want the two of us to become friends. <gasps> dun, dun. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Chapter 122 opens with Akito screaming for help, and Shigure and Yuki hear her. Even Kyo seems to be close enough to hear her. Akito runs for help, and she remembers someone saying, or maybe it's ambiguous narration, Akito-san, don't cry. Please don't cry when you're alone. It's okay. The scary part is all over. She runs into Shigure, crying, and explains that Toru fell and that she's not moving. Yuki immediately goes to call an ambulance like the only adult around. And Shigure <laughs> asks if Akito pushed her. She says she didn't. The ground suddenly crumbled, and she admits that she stabbed Karino. and Shigure's eyes look distant. Yuki passes them and tells them to explain what happened when the ambulance arrives. He runs to find Toru and looks shocked as he sees where she fell from the top of the cliff. At the house, Shigeri calls to Toru and tells him that Akito is with him. He says that Akito is fine, but perfectly on time for Kyoto to hear. He says that Toru fell from a cliff, apparently. Kyo runs out of the house, panicked, and Shigeri notices. He hangs up the phone and sighs. Shigeri goes to sit beside Akito, who huddles by the door, crying. He takes off his jacket and covers her shoulders. Shigeri delivers the news that Kureno is fine for the time being. Outside, Kyo hustles to find where Toru fell, and he finds Yuki crouched concernedly over her. Toru lies motionless, unnaturally still. Kyo's eyes widen, and he drops to his knees and reaches out. Yuki tells him not to touch her. He pulls away and sees blood on his hand. He immediately remembers Kyoko lying in blood after being hit by the car. Wait, wait, he says. No, this is all wrong. This isn't what I wanted. Toru, wait. Toru's passed out inner monologue, (coughs) question mark, she thinks. Don't cry. Don't cry anymore. Who's crying? Akito san? Kyokun? Oh, I have to chase after Kyokun. I have to tell him, the one person that I love so deeply, I have to tell him I'm glad I met you. She thinks of some of the times that they spent together, just as he did earlier. The first time that she bumped into him and he transformed, Tori telling him that she loves the cat. His smiles. It may have been painful for you, Kyokun, but I'm really happy to have met you. Your awkward kindness, your smile, and your embarrassed face. They made me so happy, so much that little by little that happiness became tenderness. She remembers their hug after his true form was revealed and thinks, More than anything that day I chased after you so desperately, it was because I'd fallen in love with you, Kyokun. I love you. That's why I didn't want you to leave. Being near you, my feelings, maybe they hurt you, but still, please don't cry anymore. I know that happy things and fun things eventually come to an end. But things that are scary and sad come to an end too. They always do. Even if you don't always believe that, please don't give up. Live. I want you to live. Even if you make a mistake, even if you take the long way, it's okay. Please live. Don't give up on pushing forward. Please, at least don't give up on that. Even if I'm not by your side, it's still okay. Crying, Kyo kneels over Toru, and Toru lifts up her hand to his cheek. He says her name and she turns her head. It's okay, she says. It's okay. Can you hear me? She wonders. Am I reaching you? Sirens herald the arrival of the ambulance and Yuki leaves to meet the crew. Kyo takes Toru's hand. That's enough, I get it, he says. Just stop talking. The chapter closes on Toru's thoughts. Please reach him, as Kyo leans down and kisses her. <gasps> oh, don't, 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 <gasps> if you didn't gasp and you're <laughs> being there for the first time, I don't know who you are as a human. Listen.
1: <laughs> so much drama.
0: So many dramas that happened. <laughs> uh, I remember reading this for the first time as a youth, <laughs> just clutching the book, flipping all the pages as fast as possible. Let's talk about all the drama. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> born ready. I was born
0: ready. Like I don't know. I don't think I could take it. I already screamed so much. I'm running out of energy. <laughs> Alright. First of all, I'd like to start off by saying that chapter 121 has the cover art of what I imagine to be the most awkward banquet dance. (laughs) I know that we talked about it a couple of times in in spoilers because we couldn't talk about it before, but there's this, like, it's uh, Shigure and Kareno together. (laughs) Like, can you imagine how how angry and tense that dance must be? (laughs) Everyone watching is like, what the hell is happening?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then on the flip page it has a little sketch of, like...
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: I'm like wanting to run away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the same as 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 described. Yes, <laughs> the most stressful situation to be in.
1: <laughs> Another thing that's like not funny, but it made me laugh is um, like when Keo comes home after everything, like just in time to hear that Toru fell to the cliff. It's like he comes home and Akito's sitting on the porch, and it's like <laughs> we yeah. have all this thing of like Keo coming home, and there's like just some random person there, and he's, there. Like, why is this person here? And it's like now it's fucking Akito. He's gonna be like, it's what Akito here.
0: Crying and like all dirty and whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, "Oh, by the way, oh yeah, by the way, things are things are real crazy at Tori. I hear Tori fell off a cliff." And then Kyo's like, "What?" (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not the return that he was expecting. I like how
1: they're both like you only see one half of the conversation, but you'd have him be like, uh, "It's like things are crazy over here." Yeah, things are crazy over here too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I like how he also just hangs at the phone. There's no
1: goodbye or anything. He's just
0: like, "Yeah, bye," (laughs) and then he just like sighs. Hittori was just like pardon me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's like first of all rude
0: (laughs) Yeah He's probably like man I would really be over there if I wasn't dealing with some other crazy shit right now (laughs) Yeah (laughs) He's like did you tell Kyo not to touch her? (laughs) And like what? (laughs) (laughs) I love how Kyo goes down there and Yuki's immediately like don't touch her (laughs) Yeah Again Yuki's the only responsible adult weren't we just talking about first aid oh yeah because i was joking
1: (laughs) yeah that was a bit where yuki's like scolding shigure for being a bad guardian yes
0: (laughs) and then he's like wait you're not important right now (laughs) yeah it's like he had to take a take a like a second to remember that he needed to get off his high horse to like yeah remember what he was doing i love also (laughs) in that scene as you pointed out he's like Have you seen the idiot? And Shigeru's like, what? Oh, that idiot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm like, no, I haven't seen him.
0: (laughs) I feel like this would be the most... Can you imagine if you were out partying all night such that you come home... We know that Yuki's a late riser, right? So you Mm -hmm. come home after Yuki wakes up and you're probably still drunk and there's like Mm -hmm. someone... Akito's... Someone you know is like stabbing people and people are falling off a cliff, I'd be like, I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm too hungover to deal with this. Deal with this.
0: <laughs> Still drunk. Too drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I found the redeeming thing that Shigure did, guys. He he put <laughs> his jacket on Akito, which is the mm-hmm. obviously the most tender... Uh, other than bonking someone in the head, the most tender action you mm-hmm. can take toward the person that you care about, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, I was going to say, like, this is kind of, like, the only time I kind of, like, ship them, as it were, like... <laughs> The um Yeah. This is like the scene where she's like running through the forest calling for help and she runs into him. It's just and you know, he's like co- able to calm her down and holds onto her hand and Yeah, but then he's like, Oh, did you push her?
0: And it's like, um I actually you. like that
1: too. It's like really like honest like understanding of each other. Like yeah. it's like he doesn't like do it in a scolding way. He's just like, Did you push her? And she's like, No, it wasn't me. Like, <laughs> he's like, No. <laughs> but I did do this other bad thing. Like... By the way, I also
0: stabbed Credo and his eyes just go blank, like,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like they seem like, like people who like care about each other for just this like, <laughs> like chapter. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely doesn't like react super negatively to anything that she did. Where he's just like, okay, mm-hmm. fine, we're gonna deal with this. I'm gonna go call Hattori. Yeah. and Whatever. Mm-hmm. His face is really interesting when she says that she stabbed Karino too. Where it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like, is he like, oh shit? It's like I didn't think this. <laughs> it looks to me like this kind of like. I had no idea this was, like, even a possibility because he's mm-hmm. scheming all of these things. Although, I mean, she's kind of... Akito's manipulating him as well, right? By using Kareno. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I feel like it really is something that, like, he probably felt like he knew everything, and it seems like it's... There's something that's beyond regular shock <laughs> about it. I yeah. don't know why, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting... yeah, Another interesting expression of Shigure that we'll never mm-hmm. understand.
1: And yeah, then just him, like, putting the coat on her and just sitting beside her while they wait for the ambulance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nice kind of quiet relationship moment between the two of them that we don't get very much of. <laughs> no, he's
0: actually, like, being nice to her, which we mm-hmm. don't see very much, so. yeah, Just wanted to point out that I found a redeeming element of Shigure. <laughs> Drunk Shigure is nice sugar. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's really hard to be mean when you're hungover, though. So. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> it's hard to be like willfully, spiritedly mean. I guess like he normally yeah. is. <laughs>
1: the ambulance comes in and he's like, "Do we have to have the siren?" Today? Yeah. Like, Could you like turn it down? <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's like, Yuki, can you stop screaming? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> everyone just stop freaking everyone out. I can't up. deal with it. Yeah. No. <laughs> good times stop <laughs> stabbing people stop falling off cliffs i just yeah. i can't
0: <laughs> cliff stop crumbling the biggest the biggest spoiler of all the spoiler uh, yeah. we first talked about i'm sure in our first episode has finally come to a head which is that the freaking land where shigure's house is is so, so unstable that apparently mm-hmm. you can just it can just crumble under your feet at any times at any yeah. time and <laughs> crush you or your tent that you bought on sale for example. Yeah, I was going to say it's
1: like the second time Shiguri's land has almost killed Toru.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like no one's directly responsible for Toru being injured. However. (laughs) Except for Akito. However.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we got a lot of um, really uh, early game spoilers finally paid off in these chapters. It's like, yeah, we had the the cliff thing and then we had the uh, like Kyo's reaction to Toru Existing. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, it explains yeah, a lot. Because we of talked about, about it in relationship.
1: relationship. Yeah, like in that first chapter where they meet up, where he's we talked about it in the spoilers at that time, where yeah, he says like, "Why is she? It. Why is a girl here?" Where he like corrects himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she as if she, she as if he knew mm-hmm. something. We definitely skimmed would have skimmed over in the non spoilers for sure. Yeah, <laughs> goes along with my always calling. A uh, Kyoko's silhouette at the accident as like a woman, a bloodied woman. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yep, another thing like we've been seeing Speaking for a long up, time. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and just the whole like, oh, Kyoko died four months ago and Kyo's been in the woods yes. for four months.
0: <laughs> I can't believe I also remember reading this for the first time being like, wait, 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 and looking back at <laughs> yeah. the first volume being like, it says it right here. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was foreshadowed from the beginning we definitely also talked about that mm-hmm. before too where it's like yeah from the yeah. beginning it you know it's not it's structured that it said that Kyo went to trade in the mountains or whatever but he he wasn't training in the mountains he was mm-hmm. ex- extremely depressed yeah <laughs> after the accident mm-hmm. and it's foreshadowed from the very beginning of the story that they were I wonder I wonder if anyone listening had caught that. I don't know. I would be interested to know if someone was mm-hmm. like, oh, it says that he's been gone for four months and she's been gone for four months. So probably they're related, but I don't mm-hmm. know. The first time I read it, it was mind-blowing. I feel like
1: there's <laughs> probably someone who's like, I have a wild theory that's probably not true. And then like, as it went on, they're like, maybe it is true.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'm right. And then they kept flipping the page they're like, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be true, but it is. Yeah. This is the first time we we know that Kyo knew Kyoko, but this is the first time that Kyo told told Toru that he knew Kyoko. I think it's important Mm -hmm. to point out. Yeah. I think we saw a lot of this time of him as a kid with Kyoko and a couple of these memories, but like not them the time where they like talked and whatever. I think Mm -hmm. how they met met for the first time. Yeah. I loved her dialogue where she's just like, this kid's saying stuff. He's angry. And yeah. He's saying stuff or whatever. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. However,
1: she's like, he's so not cute. He's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, another uh, early spoiler was um, like Becca, I think it was the Valentine's episode where like Shiguri makes yeah. the comment about like, Kyo feeling he like he to had like to hate Yuki, and then like he has that memory of Kyoko saying like that thing and like freaks out about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, finally revealed also. Yes. another very early spoiler. And <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, the reason that was so triggering is because it was the exact same thing that Kyoko said to him as mm-hmm. a child. It's like, Oh, you want him to be like that, don't you? You want him, you yeah. need someone to hate. Shigeru mm-hmm. said, You want you want Yuki to be like that, don't you? And he was like, What the hell? and ran away. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, Get
1: out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so much payoff. No, no,
0: I was like, "Oh, it's not gonna be spoilers." Then I remember there are, there's still yet, there's 15 chapters, <laughs> 14 chapters of this left, and there are still spoilers to be spoiled. So, yep. <laughs> but for now, no spoilers. Only reveals. So many reveals. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that we, again, had this. The anime episode that we watched was Kyos beach stuff, which included a lot of these things. It included. <laughs> allusions to him knowing Tori's mom and the promise and then we saw the bet which was also repeated in this chapter um, Yeah, and he says like we get a, like another take on it again where he says like I. it's not that I was happy that to hear what we I guess assumed was that it, he would be happy to join the Zodiac but what he says is I was happy that I had another reason to hate Yuki it has nothing to do with wanting mm-hmm. to join the Zodiac he doesn't care about that
1: so yeah, or doesn't seem to I think we've talked a bit in the past about how like like it kind of seems like he doesn't really like believe that he can like actually join the zodiac he's just kind of no. something he's clinging to which is kind of like confirmed here it's like he didn't even like really consciously like care about that it was just that he had another reason to hate yuki which was what he was like clinging to to like get by after his like severe depression pretty much yes Hmm.
0: I, th- I do i agree with you that it's confirmed by this by a single line mm-hmm. of cop of text <laughs> yeah a single, a new, a new take. A lot of these, like, memories we've seen before, but these are, like, further, deeper reveals about how he, more like how he felt instead of just what happened, you know? hmm Yeah. Like, how he more felt about he, to Yeah, exactly. Everything. How he felt. I mean, yeah, we've seen a million times, you know, Kyoko, his his, like, the nightmare that he had of Kyoko, all these things that we knew that he was there at the accident, but... It's, mm-hmm. like, you actually see the actual event. The way yeah. that she, like, looks back over her shoulder and, like, clearly sees him right before she gets in mm-hmm. by the car. And, yeah. like, his her saying, I won't forgive you. I think, like, we've seen that a bunch of times. I don't remember if we had talked about... I think I probably said before that you could tell that it's Kyoko. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. But that's been repeated a bunch of times earlier in the series, too. Uh,
1: yeah, another time it was foreshadowed is... Um the chapter where they first go to Kyoko's gra- grave and mm. like Hana is like, why are you standing for a grave with feelings of guilt?
0: Yeah. If there was a person out there who noticed the four months
1: and then saw that they're like,
0: Ooh, my clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also just saw the same memory foreshadowed in the the beach episode we just watched too, where he is thinking about, we said that it they seem to purposefully kind of like construe it with Kyo's mom, but, -hmm. I think this is the chapter where it's revealed that it was uh, Kyoko that said that. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with his mom. Kyo has a lot of Mm -hmm. guilt around both his mom and Toru's mom, but. Yeah. Yeah, like he obviously,
1: like. Yeah, he obviously, like, conflates the two a lot in his head where he, like, feels like he, like, spent so much time telling himself it wasn't his fault, but he thinks, like, no, it really is. Yeah. Feels guilty over.
0: He's like, I killed them both. Like, he. Mm -hmm. He feels. He says to her. I was just looking up my notes <laughs> to see if there's more <laughs> Kyo specific things to say.
1: I was just trying to read some of the characters you have. <laughs> on the oh. Listed.
0: Oryoskida. Oryoskida da tomo ga Bakamitai kawai soda.
1: Yeah, it's like I was reading the. I was like, Bakamitai. Baka like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have translation issues <laughs> <laughs> I have translation things to say I don't have any resolution but I spent a significant amount of time yesterday <laughs> doing some gram- like grammar research because he says so it's, it's the reason I even thought about this in the first place is because I was just like the way he says you're stupid it just seems so not Kyo so I looked at the Yen Press translation so the line that he says in the Tokyo Pop, he says I feel sorry for you for thinking like that you're stupid. I feel sorry for you. I'm sorry. And then he switches to I'm apologizing, right? So in the Yen Press translation it says, it doesn't say anything about I feel sorry for you, but it says like that you think you like me. So it's like I... Oops. You think you like me and I feel bad for you? Oh on, wait. Let me find it. Yeah, he says He says, you think you're in love with me. I feel bad for you. I feel awful for you. I'm sorry. As opposed to whatever I just said. And it's like... Mm-hmm. So I looked because I was like, one says, one says, um, you're stupid. And then the other one says, you, you think you like me. And those two things are completely different in my head. Like, Mm -hmm. like you can't just like one just um, removes the, like you're stupid. And the other one removes the youth. I feel bad for you for thinking that you like me. Right. So Mm -hmm. and then I looked at the original. So I guess my best guess is he says like, you think that you like me, your, uh, like, koaiso soda is, like, it's pitiful. Bakamitai koaiso soda is, like, Mitai is, like, is, like, is, like, the thing about the word, so it could be stupid, like, that's stupid, or, like, mitai is, like, it's, it's like. So, like, the example in the textbook that I was looking at said, like, she talks like a broken, she says the same thing over and over again, like a broken record. So like like a broken record, mitai is, means like a broken record. So mm-hmm. it's like baka mitai means like an idiot or like a baka. But like baka, mit- baka could be like ridiculous or stupid. Like it has all these different sort of like specific connotations. So mm-hmm. I wonder like if he's, you could translate it as being like you're stupid or like you're acting stupid or like this situation is stupid because it's so ambiguous mm-hmm. in the... The way that Kyo speaks, and also just like the way that is required for communicating something in Japanese, is always kind of mm-hmm. ambiguous. Like the subject yeah. is absent, mm-hmm.
1: or like stupidly. I do feel like it kind of, but yeah, yeah, anyway. I do feel like it kind of matches like a, some of their previous translation. Like I was yes. thinking of the um, the bit where she like talks about how she had like imitated the way her father spoke Mm -hmm. and he's like thinking about that and he says like stupid And like he's saying like that's such a stupid thing i bet she looks so stupid like while he's thinking about that and stuff like
0: it seems to fit Mm -hmm. it's just interesting that one translation completely removes it like i don't know what the right like the thing about translation is that it's it's an art not a science so like yeah (laughs) both of them communicate the same idea in terms of like the other thing where it's like you th- that he says what's interesting to me is that one translates it as you You think you love me I feel sorry for you because you think you love me and the other one says I feel sorry for you because you love me or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like or because you like me and it's like you think you like me is completely different than like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> not completely but it's interesting mm-hmm. it's one is like it sounds like more presumptuous but I think like it's um, I guess it's like you could say you think you that you think you like me because she didn't actually say it like she he's like do you like me and then he goes into all these other things like she never actually replied until after that right mm-hmm. he's like oh yeah i thought so or whatever so it could be that he's actually saying that you think you like me or it could be like when she confesses her feelings she says the same thing like um that like uh suki means i think i like think i like you or whatever instead of as opposed to like suki or suki da right mm-hmm. so it could be i feel like another thing from my limited experience is that it could be more like softening softening what she's trying to say instead of confirming i'm in love with you she says i think i like you <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: so because then later in her own thoughts she says something that's not uh, the same like she doesn't say tsukita toomo she's something else i can't remember exactly what it is so anyway it's just interesting i think neither translation like i said neither one's wrong but i think you mm-hmm. can look at it and interpret them differently and both of the translators yeah. have and for something like this it's interesting to look at it and see so
2: mm-hmm.
0: i have no definitive things to say i just thought it was interesting yeah she also he says uh in one translation kyo says tori's mom wouldn't have died and then in the end, like, in the Tokyo Pop, it says she wouldn't have died. And the end Press says she didn't have to die. And I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. that rings of something weird, too. So mm-hmm. he says, uh, it's like, ni which is like, <laughs> she could have lived, she lived without, lived without dying, is, like, literally what it says. <laughs> it's a super <laughs> weird thing to say. So it's like, I guess, like, she could have, she could have lived without dying. But it's, like, it's such a weird... It must just... I'm not super... That's a piece of grammar that I don't really understand and I had to Google, Mm -hmm. like, I haven't been educated in that. But it's also interesting. Neither of them really say, like... It's just, like, she... I think, like, she wouldn't have died is more accurate. Like, she didn't have to seems like it was, you know, like, planned or something. Like Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell which one... Maybe, like, saying she didn't have to die also implies more of his, like how he feels about his involvement it's like she didn't Mm -hmm. have to die if i had done this thing as opposed to she wouldn't have died if i had done this thing like as if it has more of a ring of like responsibility on his part i guess if you translate Mm -hmm. it that way so anyway just things that i noticed i'm sure there's other things that are like all both of their dialogue in some parts is very vague so be interesting Mm -hmm. to look at all of them but anyway it's a good time just mm-hmm. comments with no with no resolution. I hope you all enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> now we learned, now you learned the phrase bukamitai. I hope you enjoy. Use it yeah. use it wisely.
1: <laughs> I could read all of those. I'm proud so. of you. The bukamitai part anyway.
0: Oh my. you know, Kyo, <laughs> Kyo in the translation it says he calls uh, Kyoko hey you and she's like hey you isn't very polite. He calls her Omai oh, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So like, you just call me Kyoko and he's like oh my, oh my whatever. is your hair natural? Is your hair real? And she's like, What? He's saying stuff. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> so sassy is a tiny child. Yeah. This is great. Oh, he's also like, I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out with the threats.
1: <laughs> yeah. But Kyoko's like, I'm immediately going to adopt this sassy child. Yes. <laughs> She's probably like just lonely child. <laughs>
0: She's like clearly something is up. He's sitting by himself on these construction pipes, completely. Yeah, he's not with other children or adults, so mm-hmm. something may be wrong. This is when you call. You see a baby alone, and you yeah. call call the police. Baby, are you are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Continuity jokes. I <maybe>. mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait. Actually, I think that's this episode. It was just so mm-hmm. long ago. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna have to leave it. That part in whatever it was that we talked about. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but i do like her like the way she transitions from being like pretty like flippant and like silly with him to like immediately like that must be lonely and like sitting down with him Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
0: recognizing that he could actually use some
1: yeah goes into mother mode yes
0: (laughs) best mom kyoko yeah (laughs) i -hmm. was like oh we get like a kind of a wisdom drop kyoko's back we haven't seen her in such Mm -hmm. a long time yeah. Tori's been growing. It's like a,
1: it's like a denied wisdom drop. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> Because like fuck you.
0: <laughs> She's like I won't forget. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna haunt your nightmares. <laughs> you don't even know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah it is a denied. It's like she gave him the wisdom and he was like no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I need to be fueled by my hatred of Yuki.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And really who doesn't? I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's um it's a, her wisdom drop here also is i think it's very rooted in her like past that we know of yeah. like like being considered good or bad it's all stupid if you focus on those things you'll be wasting what time you do have mm-hmm. like yeah i feel like in general she like like relates to kyo when she sees him like he reminds her of a younger her
0: yeah a hot-headed like someone who's desperately yeah. seeking She's like angry at the world to Yeah.
1: Not supported by her parent, not supported by their parents, and
0: no like positive, seemingly no positive influence.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's like Uo. I mean, she recognized those things about Uo too. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, it's very sweet. He, his reaction is hilarious when she pats his head and like smiles at mm-hmm. him. He's like, "What's happening?" Like he's like, yeah. No one ever validated him. So yeah, he's like, is this affection? Yeah. <laughs> What's this feeling in my chest? Because <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. he says this is, like, really early on in his, like, adoption by Kazuma, so mm-hmm. he's probably still not even used to getting affection from him yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially not just, like, casual physical, physical affection, too, because everyone mm-hmm. is so disgusted by him in the Soma family, right? Yeah. So I don't know what his relationship was like with his mom or anybody else, but... I seriously doubt anybody was just casually ruffling his hair, you know? Yeah. He was super shocked when Cosmo picked him up and carried mm-hmm. him and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: I love how Cosmo is like, oh, you better see her again. It's like, no, you don't talk to strangers, Cosmo, what the hell? <laughs> it's
1: a different time. <laughs> the
0: 90s? <laughs> yeah. The mid-2000s, I think, Actually, by the time it, this it, came it, out? It, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, when Kyo was a baby, it would have been... The 80s? 90s, the 90s, 80s, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It really was a different time. I don't think the stranger danger thing really started until like end of the 90s. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, obviously kids are always being abducted, but yes. I feel like the like whole like people freaking out about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember my mom. Well, of course my, my mom was a big true crime aficionado, so she was probably indoctrinating us for a long, as long as possible, to stay away from strangers. <laughs> but I remember her being like, "If someone talks to you, and." The, on the playground you don't know them or we don't agree that someone's gonna come pick you up and mm-hmm. like tell an g- adult <laughs> yeah in like probably by the mid 90s at least so yeah
1: Yeah. also kids in Japan just like spend more time unsupervised like, did he
0: run around all night like <clears throat> looking for her cause tourists said that she was out all night well I guess it was like the morning by the time that Yuki like led her home and stuff cause he left in kind of like the early hours in the morning I think so maybe yeah. he'll want to see them in the morning but mm-hmm. he's just running around she's just like yeah go see that strange lady who talks to you no big deal yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but i think of that like whenever i watch like anime with kids and they're just like walking around and taking the public trains to school
0: yeah i mean we saw them in real life when
1: they're like 10 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been like rewatching watching cardcaptor sakura and there's all these things where she's like they're like, you know, they're like nine, and I was like, oh, me and my friend are just going to go to this festival <laughs> by ourselves. And like,
0: yeah. I think people were also more relaxed about those kinds of things in the 90s in North America, too. Yeah. It's just that now we're smart mm-hmm. and realize that yeah, that's I mean. it's are like our prey. Yeah. It's like it was so. a different
1: time in general and also a different culture in, For sure. in Japan compared to the US. <laughs>
0: For sure. <laughs> Listen, don't talk to strangers. I don't talk to strangers now, and I'm an adult. so.
1: Yeah. You're like, I need an adult. Wait, that's me. That's me. I have an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to make note of the, um, another, like, him having a similar thought process to Yuki again is, like, where he has Mm -hmm. his whole, like, it'd be better if I just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone would be happier kind of thing, which we saw, like, baby Yuki go through, too. Mm
0: -hmm. And now Kyo is the baby. I mean... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yep.
1: Well we know he's he's emotionally behind Yuki <laughs> as far as character development.
0: <laughs> For sure. Well also this is like he's I think when he's like it'd be better if I wasn't he's like it'd be better if I wasn't alive, but I think he's thinking of the like confinement. Like it'd be better if I was gone, it'd be better if I wasn't here and stuff like that too. Um mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
1: But he's also talking about it where he's like, Why didn't my mom kill me instead of herself? Yeah. And Yeah.
0: Mm hmm. It's like fucked up. It's definitely fucked <laughs> up. And also, like, the... Well, I mean, part of his character flaw is that he puts blame on other people. It's, like, like even to... It's fucked up, but it's also, like, why am I here? Why didn't my mom just kill me? Like, mm-hmm. as opposed to something else. We have, like, yeah. Yuki's reaction is slightly different. Like, things would just be better if I wasn't here. It has nothing to do with, like, other people, you know? Yeah. If you compare them. Yeah, his is more
1: like a, like, obviously nobody cares about me mm-hmm. as a person since he was, like, always treated as a tool and, yes. like, told he only mattered because Akito, like, liked him, so.
0: And also, like, that Kyo hated him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that everyone everyone secretly hated yeah. him because he had a, this separate position. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kyo was like, I fuck up everything. I yeah. shouldn't be here. Yeah. Good, you know, nice dark comparison. <laughs> mm-hmm. The part with, I mean, his parents is... It feels like we've seen this before but not exactly like I don't think we've ever seen this one specific scene where he's there and they're arguing and there's Mm -hmm. like the addition of them the family at the funeral talking about how they heard them arguing and stuff yeah seems like new information about their about his parents
1: yeah I think um, like we see in like the actual kind of like Stress that Kyo's mom was under. Like, I think like previously we just kind of seen the like her being like worried about his like bracelet and like denying everything. But I think we're seeing her like like we have the scene of her like crying while like, his dad is yelling and right.
0: Despite like the fact that his mom is sort of like the center of his focus and par- or like part of not the center but like one of the things that still causes him much pain to this point in the story we see surprisingly little of her like of her actual like the actual things that happened like there's mostly mm-hmm. just the, the nightmare where she yeah. talks to him about being confined and like the time when he was little I think during the true form arc he has some mm-hmm. memories of her but like about this specific incident we don't it's not like we've seen it like what happened
1: yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah it kind of feels like like obviously he was really young at the time so he probably doesn't like remember her that well like what she yeah, looks like and everything cuz it seems like every time we see her she's just kind of she's pretty like vaguely outlined yeah her face is
0: it's kind of like how Akira yeah. didn't really have a face like mm-hmm. <laughs> same
1: yep. with but her. also it's like he was obviously like kind of like mentally trying to shut this event out of his memory too
0: it seems like that yeah Mm-hmm. I guess with, like, Kyoko, Kyoko's so Unfortunately, dance. he remembers
1: his asshole father very well. <laughs> no. Damn. Because he's still around being an asshole. I <laughs> was going to
0: say, like, the memory of Kyoko's death is fresher and
1: mm-hmm.
0: less hard to- less easy to deny, I guess. Like, it was implied in the anime episode that we saw that he he was there when his mother died as well, so... Mm -hmm. oh he also doesn't it's not like he the way that he talks about it when he tells toru is like he still hesitates he says my mother like died in an accident
1: Mm -hmm.
0: was that this time am i crazy
1: hold on wait i think it was like wasn't it back at like the beach arc when she's like first asking about his parents and he's like oh i thought i like talked about it already yeah he starts to say like my mother killed herself and then like stops himself and says like she died in an accident instead I think this time he says like
0: he doesn't actually say what happened but he says it was the same with my mom she flew when she died it wasn't a car but she said she was sorry for giving birth to me and that she felt so sorry for me and that it was too hard to be near mm-hmm. me yeah so I mean it's implied but he didn't actually
1: say it to Toru I think
0: mhm well then we see his memories of course Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what people are saying yeah that's it's like he does. doesn't actually
1: say the words but he's still like saying it I think yeah, I think so. Because he's like she said, like she said all these things about how it was too hard, and then she the next day she died. Right. He says it was all my all his fault. So.
0: Everything is Kyo's fault.
1: <laughs> I
0: thought it was interesting how there's this narration for it's Kyo's seems to be Kyo's in her monologue. There's a lot of like a, kind of ambiguous narration in some of these parts of this chapter, but. Mm-hmm. he thinks the only thing i ever the only things i ever did were for myself i cared only about my own penance and through everything i ignored your feelings sometimes you never get the chance to apologize to someone and i knew that blah 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 and so it's obviously he's talking about toru but i also think it's really interesting that then you move into this confrontation between toru and akito and it applies to them too mm-hmm. so you have yeah a i think it's
1: deliberately yeah i think it's deliberately meant to apply to like everyone who shows up on those pages cause, yeah like... <laughs> Like even maybe Yuki to a degree.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> Shigure. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the fact that like we've seen like Kyo's like narration for the rest of the chapter is in the white boxes, mm-hmm. and then these ones turn into the black boxes, mm-hmm. and it's shown over like a bunch of different characters. So yeah, it's yeah. I think it's deliberately ambiguous. Yeah, it doesn't really be... meant to like could be anybody. Could be anybody. <laughs>
0: Also, the same applied to, like, the narration that I'm pretty sure applies to Toru in the last chapter that we read, where she she says, like, it's like, don't cry. Don't cry anymore about Akito. Oh, wait, let me find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it says, Akito-san, don't cry. Please don't cry when you're alone. It's okay. The scary part is over. So it's the, that's the beginning of chapter 122. And it's sort of, like, ambiguous mm-hmm. narration. It's not really over anybody. It's when Akito is, like, running to find somebody. Um, and yeah. then, but then, like, the rest of the narration boxes are Toru's. So then it goes into Toru, like, being passed out and thinking, don't cry. Who's crying? Is it Akito-san or Kyokun? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I have to tell him, I'm glad I met you. Yeah, I think it's kind of supposed
1: to be, like, her, like, thoughts of, like like, what she saw, like, before she like fell down it's like her continuing thoughts as she's like wavering on consciousness yes cuz like the last thing she saw was like Akito crying and so she's like you know still kind of on that image and then like as she starts to come back into consciousness again for a minute it's Kyo crying so mm-hmm.
0: so many people to care about but yeah i just thought it was it's a just little just
1: kind of being like
0: i want to help these people Yeah. <laughs> i'm almost passed out but i'm trying to help them <laughs>
1: yeah I think it's a nice kind of another one of those kind of like summing up a big part of the series kind of narrations
0: all right I want to talk about Toru okay (laughs) it's finally Toru's time because finally Mm -hmm. this is the culmination I think of all of her growth in this series so far where we -hmm. saw her really clinging to the memories of her mom and then it turned out in recent chapters that it was almost like she was sort of clinging to the feelings of loneliness and sadness about losing her mom more so Mm -hmm. and that her kind of like idea of the permanence that she wanted to keep and like the relationship she wanted to keep with her mom was about not forgetting and not letting go of those sort of negative feelings rather than something positive yeah and she admits that the i think it's a line that's interesting is that she admits that the love that she was feeling for kyo scared her she says like um just as I'm falling in love, if getting a chance is part of life, how cruel it is! I was so troubled by it. Um, like she was troubled by the feelings of love that were starting to develop, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way to describe something one would normally see as positive, perhaps.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like how we get like, uh, like determined Toru in these chapters. Like
0: my favorite. Mm-hmm. Her face. They're like we're so Kyo says all of his stuff over like one and a half chapters, and then you flip mm-hmm. the page and it's like her determined face at the top where she's like, or she says like I don't forgive you, and then you flip it and it's her face in that panel is so determined is like also one of my favorite. Yeah, I love that panels. bit. They're like I won't forgive you, and then she's like, is that, is that, what, that I what I have to say? say? Or yeah, mm-hmm. you're like oh shit.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: to her sassing him.
1: Yeah, and then, like, even after, like, when Kyo runs off, Yuki's like, you should go inside, and she's like, nah, fuck that.
0: (laughs) Nah, I'm gonna go for a walk. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I also love that she's like, why can't you just accept that I love you? Like, (laughs) yeah, it's not, I love you, it's like, why can't you just accept it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's very interesting. (laughs) It's like, it took me a long time to get here, so I'm not changing, so...
0: (laughs) I'm not changing my goddamn mind, she said. (laughs) I yeah. love the Somas. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of her, the best parts of her her character. I feel like we see it so early on too, like when she pushes Akito away, when she meets her at school for the first time, and the mm-hmm. Shikure and all these things. Like, yeah, it you know, so she's just yeah. I had away. strong
1: flashbacks to her uh, determined face when uh, during the two form arc when she turns back around. Yes. And-
0: looks over her shoulder and, and goes back like, to oh, kill shit. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's happening yeah yeah you're right it's another good one I feel like you could look at Toru easily be dismissive that her kindness is makes her you know easy to push over that she doesn't stand up for herself much but I think in the times that she decides that she cares I mm-hmm. get to see it
1: <laughs> yeah I think it's the like Like, as we've seen, like, especially, like, when we started getting, like, Foolish Traveler stuff, it's, like, she's Mm -hmm. not a pushover. She just thinks being, like, kind to people is worth it. Mm -hmm. Even if, you know, she winds up, like, at a disadvantage sometimes. Yes. So we see her, like, so when we see her, like, determined moments, it's, like, obviously she's capable of (laughs) being super determined. And
0: And demanding. Sticking up for, like, what she,
1: like, strongly believes in, so.
0: Yes. Uh, I call their like Kyoto, or kind of like the, <laughs> immovable, the uh, immovable object and the unstoppable force or whatever, you know, where he's like, I can't believe there's anything redeeming about me that you would like. And then she's like, Why can't you just accept that I
1: love you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. If I had to simplify it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, You're still great and I'm going to love the fuck out of you, so just <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> just accept it. <laughs> Get on board with the
0: plan. I thought it was really interesting how Toru says this really similar thing. I mean, the, that's about Kyo and Toru. Um, but Toru says is a really interesting thing to Akito, because we have the, then the confrontation between Akito and Toru, where mm-hmm. it reminded me of what Ren said to Akira, where she said, you've been lonely. That's like what she leads with her conversation with Akito about. Mm-hmm. Um, and like recognizing that she was alone and that no one was doing anything and it just I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's I mean I assume that that's intentional and also Akira Mm -hmm. is shown literally right before that in Akito's uh Akito's memories and stuff but I thought it was interesting how similar it was Mm -hmm. I mean Ren Ren Bikre we've seen (laughs) like Ren is clearly delusional I don't think that Toru is but just Mm -hmm. the way that it Almost like I guess I think it's just the similar.
1: Yeah, just the kind of like the like kind of unrealized isolation of the characters in those positions of Mm -hmm. like quote unquote power. Yeah. (laughs) In Akira's
0: case, it's definitely quote unquote. Actually, in Akira's too, we saw how the maid the Mm -hmm. maids basically decided a bunch of shit for him and were against a lot of things that he wanted. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Yeah. Because like one of the big like concepts in this sh- in these chapters is the whole like like being held above everyone is like the same as being like left out like you're not part of the group whether you're yeah like being shunned or considered like above them so
0: yeah for sure
1: mm-hmm. um that specifically made me think the whole idea of like being like not part of a circle mm-hmm. made me think of the like whole like way back at the beginning of the fruits basket game mm-hmm with Toru, that's so true. kind of another little parallel between them. They're foils. We
0: talked about it. They have the same issues. <laughs> Toru wants to be. Toru is left out and wants to be included. The Somas, mm-hmm. the like the Junishi specifically, are the the group that she becomes a part of. Like Akito's statement about her, like almost like usurping her place as someone who's, I don't know, like cared for by the group, while still being an outsider mm-hmm. is true. I mean, it's kind of that's what happened and. Yeah, it is another parallel. I think to to go back and say like, the, another representation of this idea is the uh, Fruits basket game from very early on in the series. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is I agree. I guess in a number of ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that idea of like taking someone's place and being left out—that's like the core of. I mean, it's a long-running theme in the series. We talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the to themselves are seen as outsiders. We also we talked about how like it's I remember we had a, like a long discussion in the past about like you know like who's outside and who's inside. We had the beach situation where Ketos on the outside, everybody else is inside. We also have like just conceptually that the somas are treated as outsiders and different than um you know like whatever the quote-unquote normal people are because of mm-hmm. their transformations. And then this, yeah, just that Akito. You, the original story that we we're presented with is that God is like part of the zodiac, above the others, their master, but still part of the curse.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then what the, like, um, the turn in this chapter, I guess, is that Akito is no different. Akito is just as isolated, mm-hmm. as an almost an outsider already. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, and like even before it was explicit, we've seen some of that imagery before, like, like especially in the like uh, Yuki's flashbacks, where like Yuki is sitting beside Akito, mm-hmm. and they're both like just watching everyone else have fun in the whatever family reunion thing yes. going on.
0: <laughs> I couldn't tell if the uh... and yeah, it's interesting. Like Akito has this little flash of being like they'll all leave me or whatever, and it's like Kureno and Momiji, which makes sense. But also, like Shigure, and there's a face that's like partially obscured. I couldn't tell if it was Hiro, but I'm pretty sure it is Yuki. It's like Yuki's profile. Mm-hmm. Um, Like the people who've moved on and left her behind. Specifically, the people yeah. who betrayed her, she felt. The ones who were closest to her in whatever mm-hmm. way. I found yeah. it kind of interesting that, like, Shigure was also included in that. Like, mm hmm. Like, I guess he betrayed her by sleeping with Ren or whatever, but... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think also the, um, like, the fact that, like, he moved out without, like, protest when, yeah, like, she was telling him to get out. <laughs> and then, like, we have the, like, we saw recently the scene with Ren where she was like, oh, Shigure and Yuki have abandoned you because mm-hmm. they both, like, moved outside of the the main house yeah. area so
0: yes i think it's interesting that akito describes outsiders as like strangers moving we to this whole thing where mm-hmm. she's like i can't live in a world of strangers i can't live in a world where things aren't guaranteed mm-hmm. friendship isn't guaranteed And she says interesting yeah. stuff like i'm afraid of the world like <laughs> i feel like akito just represents made me the... get uh,
1: i'm afraid of americans stuck in my head yeah so.
0: <laughs> There's definitely no uh, connection to any kind of real world event that's happening, but any of this, the themes in this chapter yeah. at all. Or <laughs> unwillingness to recognize the, you know, I it, it's Toru says these things like you've recognized that things ch- have to change, like you, it can't be permanent. I felt the same way as you did, but I've realized that I have to move mm-hmm. on. And Akito's like, I don't want to live in yeah. a world like this. He's mm-hmm. like, Well, like I'll I'll be the first one to help you make this change. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was really like the line in that that like, really struck me was the like, I have no guarantee that anyone will love me. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, she spent her whole life being told, it's like, no, you're guaranteed to have these people like love and adore you. And it's like, obviously not true. And so it's like, yeah. it's like she's like, I don't know how to live in a world other than that one I've lived in my whole life. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like how am I supposed to talk to people and not have a bond automatically? Yeah. That means we have to care. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Well, even, like, Mm -hmm. in the family, like, even people outside of the Junishi, like, Akito's still the head of the family. Like, people still, like, have Mm -hmm. a connection to her. But I think it's, like, the total outside world, the idea not having that, any bond at all. Yeah. The world that Karino perhaps tried to convince her to be a part of (laughs) Mm -hmm. last time. Those things. Yeah. Yeah, it is scary. If you'd never, things mm-hmm. that are like completely reasonable, like oh yeah, you gotta like take a chance and make friends. You might get hurt, but it's okay. Like some of the things like even mm-hmm. I said, my fa- one of my favorites, the like you gotta hurt people and be hurt by them. Akito doesn't mm-hmm. know those things, so of course she would be afraid. Yeah, but like I think we did t- talk about this last time too. I remember because I was just editing it recently that the importance of change and the willing people's willingness to change. And it's not too late to change is probably the biggest theme of the series. And I think this is like, Mm -hmm. this is the apex of demonstrating that Akito's unwillingness. And it's not
1: even unwillingness at this point. It's like fear of change. Like she doesn't also just doesn't know how.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, that like deliberately ambiguous narration we were talking about, um, mm. the part that made me specifically think of Akito is the thing at the end where it says if I'm just going to repeat the same thing, how's that any different than not knowing at all?
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That does also sound like a keto, like some of keto's mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like one thing that I guess I noticed during this like read reread through of the series is like there were a lot of characters that I knew were sort of like connected or like ideal idealistically connected. Connected in their a uh, conceptually connected, but I never thought mm-hmm. that of Kyo and Toru and Akito all be sort of like connected by this one thing and like kind mm-hmm. of Yuki too. Yeah. So I feel like that was an interesting, another interesting like reread take that I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like at the start of the series, it's obvious that like Yuki, Kyo, and Toru are kind of like the like three way protagonists of the series. Right. Um, but I feel like kind of by the end, Akito kind of becomes a protagonist also but like the end of it yeah for sure like if you're talking about like the main characters right now it would be like Yuki, Toru Kyo and Akito like
0: yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and then like the kind of the characters that are are touched by them so you have like Kareno's involved a lot (laughs) and uh like Machi I guess with Yuki and Mm -hmm. then Kyo and Toru of course and like Shigure is
1: involved with Akito and yeah as well so Mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny it's kind of not funny but like interesting how kind of like (laughs) the early series antagonist becomes like one of the like sympathetic main characters at the end yeah
0: definitely i think we also talked about that in spoilers a long time ago too that's like Mm -hmm. akito is not akito starts off as someone who seems to be empowered and controlled i think in the recent events of the like the last episode that we had it's like that's not the case. First of all, it's not the case at all. Anika, mm-hmm. yeah, just being just, you know, is part of the game just as much as anybody else. Yeah. And on top of that, m- maybe less, more sheltered than anybody else in the series, and less like kind of emotionally developed with any kind of like emotional maturity because everyone just like coddled her for her whole life. Mm-hmm. So, another interesting, like I guess a flip, but on a character that. Mm-hmm. Gets revealed so late in the series Yeah
1: Yeah. also kind of a Well like kind of ongoing theme Of the series too I think is like The fact that there isn't really a villain
0: Yeah for sure
1: Yeah like most characters we see like Kind of another side to them Even if they're like mostly bastards mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Like there's very few That are just like straight up awful people
0: Yeah for no reason I guess Yeah.
1: Yeah and like even the ones who are just awful people You kind of understand where they're coming from
0: yeah like even I was if it just doesn't thinking about, justify like, it at all, yeah, like Kyo's dad is afraid and yeah, and upset, it's like mm-hmm. again, yeah, his actions are completely not justified at all, but it comes from mm-hmm. fear, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I still think the maid is the most evil character of all, yeah,
1: and it's like even her like tr- like you can kind of see like there's some kind of like like there's a motivation to her, like her like desire to keep to the traditions and stuff, like you can kind of understand like. What her motivation is, even if it's like stupid.
0: Yeah. I feel like her, the maid should be lumped in with the people who wanted change mm-hmm. and permanence in this story. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But more for the like the family as a whole and the Junichi yeah. and how there's a representation of like the, almost like the the health and the prosperity of the family, right?
1: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, just kind of the idea that it's like, just like in real life, it's like there's not a, Single bad guy. There's just like everyone dealing with their shit in different ways, and sometimes that winds up, you know, splashed onto other people and. Yeah. Or purposefully. Yeah. Doused
0: onto other people, like uh, mm-hmm. in Kyo's case. And in Akito's yeah. case, too. Mm hmm. For sure. So we had Kyo and Toru's interaction. We have Akito and Toru. And then the, we had like a little stuff with Yuki and which we kind of already talked about, but then the last part obviously is with Toru reaching up to try to connect with Kyo, and then the kiss. Mm-hmm. The great kiss. <laughs> Question mark, I It's guess. such a
1: Toru thing that, like, as yeah, she's, like, losing consciousness and blood, probably, that she's, like, trying yes. to reassure Kyo.
0: <laughs> yes. And also, theoretically, Akito, who was nowhere to be mm-hmm. found in that moment, but had been She'd been yeah. talking
1: to her right before. Yeah, she's just it like, is. please don't cry, both of you. Kyo's <laughs> like,
0: Shut up, I get it, shut up, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you, do you think that Kyo's actually touching like the ground near her and there's actually blood? Or do you- and and then that he actually was like was, you know, somehow bloodied in the incident with Kyoko? Or is this some kind of Lady Macbeth situation where he just like has the guilt for affecting both of them, you know? <laughs>
1: I think he might have actually touched Toru and got blood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think he touched Kyoko, but I think his just like his mind is like going like the blood Another on his person. hands, like metaphorically yes. and, phys- and physically, and like bleeding together with his memories of Kyoko lying in the bloody pool. Yes. Soon he'll be running around
0: saying "out damn spot." Yeah. <laughs> it's a matter of time. You can lay so many people on your conscience. <laughs>
1: Helen's turkey, anyway. five, my lord,
0: five. <laughs> <laughs> the thane of Fife had a wife. Where's she now? <laughs> I feel like uh, if anybody would go Lady Macbeth, it'd be Ren, though. But Ren didn't actually stab anybody, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she tried. <laughs> <laughs> then she tried to get a keto to kill her, which was also. Uh, yeah, not a great move.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I have any other things to say that aren't spoilery.
1: I want to say that I love like Yuki's grumpy face as Kyo comes up <laughs> behind him at <toward>, like, <laughs> tori's unconscious body. It's like this fucking idiot. <laughs> this fucking
0: idiot's back. And he's the first thing he says is not like, hey, are you okay? It's like, don't fucking touch her. <laughs> so yeah. Do. He's like, I don't give any shits about you right now. I love how he's also like, why is he making her cry? That's like the, mm-hmm. the thought. I always wonder mm-hmm. how much of their conversation I, he heard. He's like, I don't really know what's going on, so I guess it implies that he didn't hear very much.
1: Yeah, and I think he only really caught the end as he was coming out the door. He burst um,
0: through the door right on
1: time. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I mean, do love that. So. Yeah. I do, I love that, like, I think that Shana shows the, like, kind of changing relationship, or at least from Yuki's perspective of, like, Yuki and Kyo. Because, like, yeah. just the way he's, like, acts, where he's, like, he comes out the door and he's, like, He's like you stupid kid. Wait, like he's talking yeah. to him, like <laughs> trying to get him to yeah. like stop and come back and be sensible, like.
0: Because I feel like, well, I mean, I guess he's probably like doing it because he cares about Toru. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah, it's just he... such a like. Yeah, it's
1: just such a like familiar, kind of way of yeah. like <laughs> like yelling at someone you know who is being yeah. stupid rather than he's like a. Back here. <laughs> yeah, rather than like a you know confrontational rival kind of thing. Like.
0: Yeah, it's not like he was like. I fucking hate your guts and you need to apologize. He was just like, you're really screwing this up and you know that it's yeah. going to be better if you don't. You know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, it does feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yuki's the unsung hero in this chapter. He's the one who, like, calls the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tells Kyo not to touch her.
1: Yeah. Also, He's, another little... doing
0: anything. Goes to the ambulance himself. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, another little little bit I love is, like, Akito just sitting on the porch waiting for the ambulance and then, like, she jumps up when it when she hears it. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah. Also, yes, showing her concern. Mm-hmm. It's like he just sits there. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> still hung over.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, can we please stop? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone one stop with the moving and the sounds. <laughs> what actually happened after he put the vet, the jacket on Akito is that he just like laid down on the on the porch.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like nice, cool wood. <laughs> Feels nice. Your
0: <laughs> sign of drunkenness is laying on the floor. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Maybe I'm revealing too much about myself this episode. I mean... <laughs> all right. Do you have any other things that you want to say that aren't
1: spoilery? Let me see.
0: As as stated earlier, even though there's very few chapters left, I still have spoilers that I'd like to talk to discuss uh-huh, with I you do. all. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, even in the, whatever, 120th chapter still, mm-hmm. things are being revealed that were not revealed before.
1: Yeah. I do want to say that my very first note for these chapters is, Kyo, stop being a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I stand behind you in your assertion, and I think yeah. Yuki would too.
1: Yeah. He's just doing such a, like, like you would see the people do it before, but like, I'm going to you know, piss you off so you don't care about me anymore kind yeah. of thing. Like
0: He's like, let me tell you all the awful things that I think about myself.
1: Yep. It's like, let me tell you how stupid you are for caring about me because I'm awful. Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah. And she's like, but I still care about you. By the way, you're stupid. You. Yeah. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, you're st- <laughs> Your feelings are stupid. <laughs> and she's like, I still feel them.
1: He's like, shit. There's yeah. nowhere, to-, nowhere <laughs> to go
0: but away from here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. I do think, I know we already talked about it, but I think Toru, like, immediately responding to his thing with, like, I won't forgive you, is that what I have to say? Like, is like, a, a top-tier tier Toru moment. So good.
0: <laughs> I feel like top Toru, we should make a top Toru moment for our finale. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one. I think pushing Akito is, like, one of my second, probably, I don't know if it's second favorite. It's a favorite. Mm-hmm. Standing in front of Mobiji. Yeah. Just, like, uh, Crying with Momiji when they're talking about her mo his mom, mm-hmm. you know, just being a nice person <laughs> generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> in the series of so many people who aren't 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 emotionally able to give themselves yeah. or <laughs> <laughs> any other last thoughts? Going once. Uh, no, no, I think that's all for <laughs> Okay. Let's talk about spoilers. Because there's some
1: things that I want to talk about. Should we once. say goodbye first? And then do spoilers? No, 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 no. Bye. I mean.
0: (laughs) So anyway, we're back to talk about, no, just kidding. All right, next time. Next time we're going to talk about, oh, this is important. Um, We're going to talk about, because I changed the schedule. Sorry, I didn't tell you yet. (laughs) Joke's on you. Um, Next time we're going to talk about 123 to 125. So three chapters. I decided we should just do all of them. Because then after that, there's more different stuff. It's all like, you know, whatever. We're breaking all the rules. we got like 14 chapters left. <laughs> less than 15 chapters left. So 123 to 125. <laughs> Revolution. Justice screaming for solutions. Yeah. That's, that's how it goes, right? <laughs> to you and you and you, you and you. <laughs> okay. That's your uh, like obligatory musical reference for the episode too. <laughs> yeah, hope everyone enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, next time we're twenty three to one twenty five. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, now we're actually back to talk about spoilers. <laughs> or do you want to sing more? Um, Rent.
1: I mean, always, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said, with well, fourteen chapters go, still spoilers in my notes. Excitedly, <laughs>
1: yeah. I think we had the same two spoilers in the same order,
0: probably. Which is, yeah, like, Kyo's, Kyo's dad's involvement in like harassing and abusing his mother to the point of, yeah, uh, of, of you know, taking her driving own her life, to suicide. Yeah, <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> which is um something I think we could have inferred at multiple. The the multiple times up to this point, but yeah, becomes yes explicit during uh,
0: yes Kyo's
1: confrontation with his dad.
0: Yeah, and also like they added these the added little statement that they argued the night before and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, ooh, that wasn't a little detail that was there before. Yeah, hint hint. So that's going to come. Mm-hmm. And then of course Kyoko's dying words to Kyo. Yep, <laughs> they're like, I'll never forgive you, but she's like. You don't give your promise I'll never forgive you. So much more touching instead of being mm-hmm. hurtful. Yeah. Tori was right, Kyoko would never say that because mm-hmm. she's a nice person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's because, like as you're reading it you're probably like thinking that you're like, that's not a very Kyoko thing to say. Like especially after mm-hmm. seeing like her like, you know, heartwarming interactions with baby Kyo and
0: Yeah. Like everything we know with about everyone. Kyoko. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do feel like if I have one memory from the past of reading this, other than Squeeing in delight at the kiss, it would be that I was like, I can't believe that she would have said that because like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm.
1: That's one of the like last things we see in the series, isn't it?
0: I think I think it's like the last chapter. It's
1: Kyoko's like dying moments, yeah.
0: What happened to Kyoko? She was dying. One thirty-six, according to my notes. So yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like the very last spoiler of the series. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I think the like I'll never forgive you was said. Before, like I think that was also in the memory, his mem like uh memories and like the maybe the nightmare I forget.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I think uh, we've
1: seen the we've seen the I'll never forgive you before, but like it was you know over a vague image of a bloody person.
0: Yes. <laughs> now we know it's bloody Kyoko. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. We can talk about what happens next. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which basically what happens next is there's this like interim period before Kyō and Toru get together where Akito is going and apologizing and talking to people and um, having her sort of redemptive conversations.
1: Yep. Yiki and Kyo have it out for the last time.
0: Yes! Such a good fight.
1: Work out where they actually stand with each other as normal (laughs) human beings. (laughs) Where
0: they're like, I like you, and he's like, I like you too. Yeah. (laughs) Now go to the hospital, you coward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we talked about last time I'm sure that when he gets there it's closed and whatever which is hilarious yeah
1: <laughs> asshole Yuki strikes again
0: mm, he, yeah his, <laughs> his greatest act I think of yeah. justice
1: <laughs> yeah, I love great... how he becomes like much more just like like kind of I don't know friendly dickish toward Kyo <laughs> and like <laughs> there's one point where like he says something smart ass to Kyo and Kyo's just like you're really not pulling your punches anymore <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's just like, I give up on, on hating you, but I'm going to be, I'm still going to think that you're a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> you can lovingly think that someone is being dumb. It's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, It's like, now you're my friend and I'm much meaner to my friends. <laughs> just ask Kakeru. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I expect them to behave, com, you know, uh, comport themselves in a certain way. And you're not meeting yeah. my standard. <laughs> and I would like you to know. There's Yukimachi stuff coming up, which is really cute. I read mm-hmm. that. reread that when I was, quote unquote, pre- preparing for this, in which I have read through all the rest of, like, Volume 21 or whatever, because it's good. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. We get just kind of the, the resolution on all the relationships coming up, even the, like, minor ones. Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, we get a cute, Mitsunitsu. like, Ayame Mine scene. and, yes. and Yeah. We <laughs> <You> get <laughs> yeah, some like, Katori and Mayu. And... <laughs> yes.
0: -hmm. Yeah, everybody gets their little moment when the curse breaks, and around then, yeah, and then yeah, and then the kind of like the real reveal about the Junishi story, and then Mm -hmm. what really happened when Kyoko was
1: dying. Those are the last, the last bits. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. So there's not too much uh, like traumatic left. I think most (laughs) things are. Oh, good. (laughs) Most things are relatively lighthearted coming up. (laughs) Oh goodness. We'll
0: we'll suffer. Kyoko going to visit his dad, I guess. Yeah, there's that. I think just that, only that. Um, yeah.
1: Well even that ends, you know, that ends on a high note. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Cause Akita's like, I'm gonna go over and tell that guy to go fuck himself. Basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tear the cast room down with my bare hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happens, right? Ivy. <laughs> Always spreading the truth. That's my goal. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't have any other things to say. I mean, we, spoilers. We talked about them. Mm-hmm. They're coming. I'm excited. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening. In summary, it's happening. It's almost. It's almost happened. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> we got two-ish volumes to go. Mm-hmm. So so weird that uh, more than a year ago we we're like, we should start a podcast, and it's almost <laughs> done. <laughs>
1: come so far I know and here's the train oh the train's see back <laughs> <All right>. see <laughs> companion. <laughs> our third co-host the train Well, oh,
0: no our third co <laughs> our third co-host is Bowie the train is really more of a special guest <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right good well <laughs>
2: oh, thanks like, for oh, your I support it, train yeah I, <laughs> like,
0: I hope it I hope it whistles again <laughs> and it did <laughs> I'm gonna leave all this. I hope everyone uh, (laughs) I hope everyone enjoys this Next time we'll talk about 123 to 125 Sweet sweet Yuki machi action Mm -hmm. And uh Kyo and Yuki's fight Mm -hmm. I'm excited More screaming for me in my future (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be good Yeah Alright thank y'all for listening we'll see you next time Bye 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 train that
1: was your cue i mean <laughs> <laughs> train no <laughs> now i'm at disillusioned <laughs> huh? at least it waited for a chapter break that was polite yeah i know
0: <laughs> that is convenient because usually when the train comes or we talk about something else then i forget and then it takes me like 10 minutes to remember what my place was <laughs> so i can also drink water which is nice are you going to do a lot of voice acting for the <laughs> FMA podcast? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of yelling. I mean, but also I feel like you get to do like, like, uh, you know, like full yourself yelling if you're Ed and then you mm-hmm. get to do a lot of like yeah. sad yelling and
1: yeah, I going to say it's got lots of shounen yelling.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> the like, Oh, I'm great. <laughs> kind of yelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and also mm-hmm. like, uh, don't have like moves you know like not like you know it's not like moon prism power but they don't have like do they ever like uh well i don't know they don't like use their like nicknames or anything like that because they all have their special like alchemy circles and shit Mm
1: -hmm. yeah they don't really have names i think um yeah i think uh major armstrong (laughs) might call his attacks a bit um
0: (laughs) well he's a whole other type of character yeah He's like, and I call this one the Sparkle, and it's just, like, a giant rock that, like, (laughs) crushes you or something.
1: Tech that's been passed down the Armstrong line for generations. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. Mm -hmm. On a related
0: note, I was thinking that for our last episode, we should also record, like, some kind of preview about that uh, podcast, but I don't know what it would be.
1: like a dramatic trailer with like voice acting and stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) in a world where the alchemy reigns supreme (laughs) one very short boy who's half metal (laughs) and his suit of armor brother are trying to
1: change things (laughs) oh another train
0: what that's too close together that's dangerous I think you should record
1: it It might just be the same train further down the tracks.
0: <laughs>
1: Being like, here I am now. and Now I'm down here. First
0: I was here, now I'm here. <laughs>